There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSAN and VSAN.com, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And my partner, James Salinas, a Super Contest brother of mine, is here via Denver, Colorado as we dive into the NFL Week 14 card. Over the next three hours, James, good afternoon to you, my friend. The holiday season already here. Happy holiday season to you. And it's often been said in the NFL that in the month of December, we look at teams and that defines who comes out as eventual champions, how they're playing in the month of December. Now, we've only played one week of football in December, but you look at some of the top teams in the NFL right now. I think Tampa Bay, New England, Arizona, The Green Bay Packers, they are yet to play in the month of December, but certainly coming in on a roll. Washington and Miami, as funny as it sounds, those teams are playing good football, at least winning football anyway. The Colts are playing pretty well. What do you think about these teams that I mentioned, and is there someone maybe that's flying under the radar, a sneaky team that you think can make some noise in the postseason, James? Maybe not even thinking about, let's just think about December 1st, Brady, and think about where we're going to be at come January. I think... The, if we sat here for the next three hours and just went through each team and the injury report and their injury list, uh, we could be we could be fill up an entire show with just injuries across the league and COVID situations, sickness, you name it. So number one, who's going to be healthy when you roll into January? I think is obviously going to be key. And then I also I love December football, Brady, because you get to really see which team you see which teams are going north, which teams are going south, and sometimes teams are within a team going perpendicular and we're going to talk about a few of those teams throughout the course of the next three hours but thinking about who we're at right now I kind of look at the NFC East and it's an interesting division earlier in the season halfway through the season it looked like all right this is going to be the Cowboys division to run away with and now Washington has crept themselves back into it in a huge game against the Cowboys on Sunday but also the Philadelphia Eagles in a sense have done that too and if you think about where their schedule is they're on a bye this week but think about where their schedule 
schedule is, they, they've got a very favorable schedule throughout the remainder of the last month of the season for the Philadelphia Eagles looking at they're going to host Washington, who will come off this big game against Dallas this weekend. They're also going to host the New York Giants. They'll be at Washington, and then they'll host the Dallas Cowboys. So I know they have some ground to make up, but just the fact that they're sitting there in the NFC East, three out of the four games are going to be at home, and the change that we've seen out of Philadelphia, their ability and their commitment to running the football. This is a team that made a change halfway through the season and said, we are not going to sit out here and just have young Jalen Hurts out here slinging the ball 35, 40, 45 times a game. We've got to get and utilize the best unit on our team, which is our offensive line, and pound the rock, and that's what they've been doing. And when you start getting into December and into January, we know the weather turns. If you don't have some semblance of the run game, that really makes it difficult when the weather turns south. We saw that with Buffalo on Monday night, their inability to be able to move the football without the running game in that wind and that cold. Somebody like Philadelphia is an interesting team, not so much to make deep noise into the playoffs, but right now I look at their NFC East, where they sit to win that division. It's kind of somewhat of a long shot, but it's sitting there at 14-1 to with a favorable schedule and the way that they run the football in cold weather. I'm kind of leaning towards maybe taking a shot with the Eagles plus 1,400 to win the NFC East. Yeah, the NFC East, the schedule for the remainder of the year is very interesting. Of course, uh, it's been well documented when the schedule came out. The Washington football team, they will play the first of five straight division games this week. So they really are in a favorable spot controlling their own destiny, if you will, if they're going to make a move in this division because they'll be playing people right there in the NFC East throughout the rest of the season. I think it's also interesting to note, James, a few of these teams that we talk about that are playing pretty well right now that are in the mix are all on a bye week. And you talk about the injuries. This is a good time for the Philadelphia Eagles, the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, and the Indianapolis Colts to get healthy with a week off. Yeah, and you think about having the bye week so late into the season, week 14, just grinding away, grinding away, trying to keep yourself upright and healthy and stay within the race, and then you get this bye sitting this late in the season. And those teams that you mentioned, just thinking about the Indianapolis Colts. Now, it is a dome team, but that is a team that is built to pound the football. And I don't think we saw we've seen a team like the New England Patriots, at least for like four decades, that only threw three passes on Monday night football. And granted, the weather really dictated that game plan going in. But a team like New England staying committed to the run. Yes, I know it's a passing league and all the rules favor offenses when it comes to throwing the football down the field. And you can't even look crossway at a, at a receiver nowadays without getting a flag thrown at you. But uh, but I'm thinking about these teams and where they stand now having that buy and especially three teams that are starting starting to get healthier when you're talking about the Colts, the Patriots, and the Philadelphia Eagles, and their ability to not only run the football, but coaches that will stay committed to doing that and won't abandon the run if they fall behind early in a game. Yeah, you start rolling in December, you come off the bye week getting healthy, getting fresh, and having more than just a passing game to lean on. All right, before we get into the Sunday card, let's look back to where week 14 kicked off, and that was in Minnesota where the 5-7 and seven Vikings played host to the 6-5-1 and one Pittsburgh Steelers. James, this is a good one. Neither of these teams have beaten the Detroit Lions this season. <laughs> yeah, Vikings and the Steelers. The Steelers, of course, coming off of that thrilling win over their rival Baltimore Ravens, 20-19 the final. And then, of course, Minnesota being the victim of the Lions' first win of the season, falling 29-27 last Sunday. I made the Vikings a two-and-a-half-point favorite here, and when I dove deeper into my stats, they also spit out the Vikings by two and a half. And while my numbers did not present any sort of edge or advantage versus the line here, I thought that the situation greatly favored the Minnesota Vikings. They were just embarrassed by the Detroit Lions, by the previously winless Detroit Lions. Coach Mike Zimmer's job is hanging by a thread. We know that. And the Steelers, we also know what Mike Tomlin and his staff put into that practice, that week of practice before the game with the Baltimore Ravens. So I thought on a short week, Pittsburgh, after that leave everything on the table, all or nothing effort against Baltimore was going to be in a tough position going up against the Vikings teams that was looking to redeem itself off of that embarrassing loss to Detroit. I did lay the points with the Minnesota Vikings, and it came out a winner. And boy, they almost gave it away, James. <laughs> well, and the Vikings have been, outside of the game that they lost last week to the Detroit Lions, Minnesota had at least a seven-point lead in every other one of their games through through the season. And I think now, and we saw this, this was a 29 to nothing lead midway through the third quarter. And yes, it came all the way down to the ultimately the last play to 
to potentially score the touchdown and then have to get a two-point conversion to tie the game. I think right now, if you're playing the Minnesota Vikings, you can't play these guys before the game kicks. Let them do what they normally do. Get out to a good lead, seven points and or more, and then bet against them in-game because this is a team that just can't finish and had to hold on to, to that big lead on, on Thursday night. But you think about how they came out running the football and really dominated the line of scrimmage. Dalvin Cook, was he going to play? Put the shoulder harness on. He was hungry to get out there and he had a tremendous game. Now you're having a big lead, and they really kind of started to get away from the run game. Kirk Cousins throwing the ball on third and three, getting picked off. Kind of just still a team trying to figure out what is it, what's its identity on offense. Are we are we going to commit to the running game when we get ahead? Are we still feeling like we've got to have Cousins involved in the passing game? And and they were short feeling on the wide receiver position in that game too. So, And then on the other side here, Brady, yeah, tough spot for the Steelers after that dramatic win against the division rival Ravens, but then the short short week going on the road and really just a no-show in that first half. And you can see that. That's why Thursday games can be really difficult sometimes thinking about with the, especially with the team that has to travel so many times they just, it, it takes them a while to get going. And in Pittsburgh's case, I mean, it took them three quarters before they finally woke up and started competing. Yeah. You know, I made that bet on Minnesota based on the situation as I explained there. And I didn't know if Dalvin cook would play or not, but boy, did he play? He, he was tremendous. And I heard a lot of people, you know, after that game had started or after that game had finished, even that, you know, they kind of bet against Minnesota thinking Alexander Madison wasn't going to be able to shore up the run game for Minnesota. But boy, I think Dalvin Cook's performance surprised a lot of people. He was outstanding. You mentioned Minnesota has held a lead of seven points or more in every game this season. And they're still below 500 record-wise, now uh, six and seven on the year. Pittsburgh scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, and they had a chance to tie it at the end of regulation uh, with a touchdown and a two-point conversion with just over two minutes left in the game. Ultimately, Big Ben throws incomplete from the Vikings' 12-yard line with three seconds left, and this one was over, over literally, over the total. Minnesota gets the win and the cover, 36-28, to your final Vikings, as I say, 6-7 and seven now on the season. The P- uh, Pittsburgh Steelers drop to 500 at 6-6-1. Six, six and one. And the Minnesota Vikings, believe it or not, James, they are still in second place in this very weak NFC North. You've got the Lions and the Chicago Bears. They're not going anywhere. The Packers absolutely out in front by a, way, by a ways in this division. And then I think the AFC North is absolutely maybe the most interesting division in football. You've got the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers in last place, but they're at 500. Yeah. Well, and and they all keep kind of beating up each other, and that's how the end of the season, that's how these last four to five games for each one of these teams is going to be. It's all divisional games, and you know well, you you have the Steelers, and and can they they can't get by Steelers can't get by the 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 Bengals, and then the Bengals the Baltimore can't get by the Bengals. It, it's just a, a firing punches left and right at each one of these teams, but I think. Both, all those teams are suffering some major injuries right now, in particular the Baltimore Ravens. So I know the Ravens are at the top of the division, sitting there at 8-4, and four, but I know they're having practice players being called up from the practice squad to be able to fill out their secondary. They've got so many players out on IR, so many key starters defensively, offensively. Ravens sitting good right now, sitting at 8-4 and four within that division, but not necessarily, in my mind, the favorite to win it. Yeah, they are the favorite to win the division at minus 140, but I agree with you. They are absolutely banged up injury-wise, and it'll be interesting to hear your opinion on that division tilt. They take on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland on Sunday. We'll be back with another division game. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders start on the Nevada rotation when we come back on the Pro Football Blitz. Just getting started here covering Week 14 in the NFL on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sign up for PlayCard Debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs may apply. Card issued by Metabank NA member FDIC. We begin the Sunday slate in an official Nevada rotation order, game number 105-106, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Vegas comes in having lost four out of their last five games. The Chiefs have won five straight, and of course Kansas City beat the Raiders just a few weeks ago right here in Las Vegas, 41-14 your final. The Chiefs are currently the four seed in the AFC atop their division at 8 and 4. The Las Vegas Raiders are at 6 and 6 and they're still not out of it as the number 11 seed. I made this number 9 in favor of Kansas City James. My deeper stats dives come to KC by 6 and KC by just 1. Now the numbers uh, say that I should play the Las Vegas Raiders here, but I really just don't trust this team and we talked about this last week. All that this team has been through uh, throughout the season off the field, I really think they are a bigger mess internally than what meets the eye. Now, the Chiefs' offense is still out of sync, but the defense, I'm convinced, it has improved quite a bit. For a while there, when they had run off two or three uh, straight wins, they hadn't really played anybody, and I wasn't so sure about this defense. I'm, I'm convinced they are definitely getting better. Now, we saw Javonta Williams run all over them last week on Sunday night football in a win over the Denver Broncos, but the Las Vegas Raiders don't have a great rushing attack. They're 27th in the league in rushing offense. I think this line is too high, but I haven't been able to get there with the silver and black, James. What about you? Currently, Chiefs minus 10 with a total of 48. Agreed, Brady. I think the line's too high sitting at 10. I'd be tempted to take the Raiders, but what Raiders team are we going to get? That's what we just don't trust right now. I mean, they've come out of their break. They go into the bye week having come off of two big wins. Remember the big win when all the the distraction of the John Gruden week and he's getting fired. Now you're going to have to rally and new coaching, the coaching staff having to pick up the pieces. They come into Denver here in the Mile High City and just jump all over the Broncos. The next week they, they handle the Philadelphia Eagles there in Las Vegas. They go into the bye week feeling like, all right, now they're going to have some time to to get everything situated and, and new ra- new roles, responsibilities for coaching staff, etc. And then they lose three straight out of the bye week. Think they're finished. Their season's done. They're not playing well. Then they go on a short week to Dallas as a large underdog on Thanksgiving and then they win in Dallas on in overtime and then last week put up 15 points against Washington I don't know what team we're going to see out of the Las out of the Las Vegas Raiders I agree with you I think the number's too big here but thinking about where's the Raiders mindset it's just it's kind of you know it 
the season has been from a adversity standpoint, such an up and down season. And that's really, they've played exactly like that. And then the other side, you mentioned Kansas City and Kansas City and Spagnola will do this. He'll do this throughout the season. I think for for Steve Spags, the the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, he's willing to to kind of mix and match some new players, some new personnel packages, and just kind of see as the season progresses what's working, what isn't, and get themselves dialed in as they get towards the latter part of the season. And I think the big move for the Chiefs was back uh, back a few uh, seven weeks ago when they pulled Daniel Sorensen out. I think we saw Daniel Sorensen safety for the Chiefs on pretty much every single highlight where we saw them hit the back of his jersey. We saw his name clearly because he was just chasing down receivers getting toasted left and right against their opponents. Well, they made the change and they put Juan Thornhill in at the safety position and Sorensen still plays, but he's not starting and I think that was really a big switch for this Kansas City team. It's allowed them to be more aggressive in their secondary defensively, tackling much better in space and I think that's what we've seen since they made that switch and they've gone 6-1 and one in the seven games since. They've only allowed 13.7 points defensively as a unit, so I think that's where we're seeing them get dialed in for playoff caliber defensive football with the Chiefs. One piece to note here, Legereus Sneed, he's questionable to play. He had a tragedy in his family. If you know anything about Sneed and his background, really sad situation of what happened to Sneed and his family there. He may not play tomorrow. He's out right now, did not show up for practice with personal reasons on Saturday. So more to come with that. But as far as the Raiders, yeah, I want to take those points, Brady, plus the 10. It's a big, juicy number. Kansas City's been struggling to put points on the board, too but I don't trust the Raiders at this point. This is probably going to be a stay-away game for me. Yeah, I have stayed away from this game. Uh, You look at the Chiefs, and we talk about their defense improving. They're still 30th in the league in yards per play allowed on defense at six yards per play. Uh, Third down defense, they've improved quite a bit at 10th in the league. They're still not getting after the quarterback, 27th in the league for sacking the opposing quarterback. Uh, Their red zone defense is 20th in the league, but the Raiders very last in the league at 32nd in red zone defense. Uh, Yeah, I just couldn't really find an edge either way in this game. The Raiders have not been this big uh, big of an underdog all season long. They're 4-0 against the spread as dogs of seven or more points the last two seasons. So that plays in their favor right there. And also, it does play in their favor that the Chiefs are 0-4 against the spread in their last four games as double-digit chalk. We know the Kansas City Chiefs have had trouble covering the number as a big favorite, but they did so as eight-point favorites at home against the Denver Broncos last Sunday night. We'll see how this one goes down at Arrowhead between these old-fashioned AFC rivals, the Chiefs and the Raiders. James, the New Orleans Saints, they have lost five games in a row, and we've never been able to say that before about the Saints under Sean Payton. The Jets, they have lost four of their last five games. Now, New Orleans is on extra rest here, having played last Thursday night in a loss to the Dallas Cowboys. As beat up as the Saints are injury-wise, James, I made this number three, and it opened up with New Orleans as a road favorite by six. Now, it's bounced around quite a bit throughout the week. I've seen it as high as six and a half, maybe as low as four and a half in favor of New Orleans. Currently, the Saints right in between at a five and a half point favorite. Some shops still at six. 43 for your total at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Are you getting involved in this one? I have gotten involved with it. I'm not playing the sides. I'm playing the total. I got it at 43.5 under the total at laying 15 cents, so an extra nickel to that respect. But thinking you you mentioned the, the injuries, and both teams have a lot of injuries. The Saints will get Alvin Kamara back at the running back position, but he'll be alone back there because Mark Ingram and Ty Montgomery, right now their status is unknown. They are in COVID protocol, so it all falls on to, to, to Kamara to have to carry the load. He is – He hasn't played for over a month, and not only rushing the football, he's going to have to receive the football, too. I don't know who's going to catch the ball for them. Their their lone receiver, I think their best playmaker as far as speed is concerned, Deontay Harris, he's suspended for the next three weeks. He's not going to be in in this game. And then with Taysom Hill being the quarterback, he's scheduled to be the starting quarterback again. Well, thinking about how he played in that game against the Cowboys last Thursday, Already struggling with accuracy, and then he has a finger injury on top of that. His middle finger on his throwing hand didn't is not going to help the cause here. So I don't know where the points are going to come from from the New Orleans Saints. And then I think about the other side with the New York Jets. 
I'm not sure how they're going to score. Their top two wideouts will not be in this game. Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, they won't be suited up and participating in this in this contest. Neither will the top two running backs with the New York Jets with Carter and Coleman. They're both listed out. You put those four players collectively on that field, and they the, the Jets have scored 26 offensive touchdowns this season, Brady. 13 came from those four players, and they've also accounted for more than 50% of their total yardage as an offensive unit when they're on the field. So not having those players out there and now you're stuck with rookie Zach Wilson to be out there with not a whole lot of weapons to go to and even when he did have those weapons out there Brady in the end he's when he's been the starting quarterback this offense has managed just 12 points per game with Zach Wilson under center so I don't know where the points are going to come from on the Jets side with no playmakers out there and the Saints side too I think it's going to be a heavy run game as really Kamara and Taysom Hill having to carry the load on the ground run the clock get a fast game out of there. I think both teams will want to just get at it, get through it, and be done with it. So under 43-and-a-half is my play here laying the 15 cents. Yeah, I like where you're headed there. I think maybe the only thing that could take this one over the total would be a lot of turnovers by the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. And if they give the Saints some short fields or pick sixes or anything like that, I mean, we know about the injury list for the New Orleans Saints, but you talked about it with the wide receivers, Davis and Moore out for the Jets. You've also got C.J. Mosley, one of the best players on their team, the linebacker, he's questionable. Sheldon Rankins along the defensive line is questionable. Uh, you mentioned the running backs, Tevin Coleman. Uh, this is an ugly game, and I, I just did not get involved any which way or the other, but uh, I think the under certainly makes a lot of sense. I mentioned that this line has bounced around a lot. A full point discrepancy in the two local contests here, the Westgate Super Contest and the Circa Millions. Uh, it is six in the Westgate and five in the Circa Millions contest. Of course, they are static and come out on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. And here's one courtesy of our friend Mark Lawrence, James. The Saints are 10-1 and against the spread in their last 11 non-conference road games. They're also on a 12-3 and against the spread run when coming off of a home loss. All of my numbers came out Saints here, but I just could not get there with so many injuries to this team. And you know, I felt the Jets were kind of a sneaky side. I mean, should the cha- should the Saints be laying points on the road with all their injuries? But eventually I made this, the decision to stay away from this one, and I hope that's the right decision. Next up, we look into the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've got consider it, book it, or drop it coming up as well right here on the Pro Football Blitz. Stick with us at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll be right back. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, and it's time for America's favorite game show. We're going to throw in a little twist this week. For the first 13 weeks of the program, we've been looking at individual players or coaches, Coach of the Year awards, MVP, Defensive Rookie of the Year, that type of thing. We're going to turn to teams now as we head into the month of December and things get very serious in the NFL as far as postseason, division winners, Super Bowl winners, all of that good stuff. So, Consider it, book it, or drop it. Next up here on the Pro Football Blitz. Okay, James, I've prepped you. We're going teams this time, teams to win the Super Bowl. We're looking at their Super Bowl odds, and I will start with the first team here. We've got four contenders for you. We'll see if we can get to all four of them. This team is sitting comfortably atop their division. They have the best record in football. They've exceeded all preseason expectations. They were 6-1 to one to win this division heading into the season. They're already a game and a half over their preseason win total. They rank third in offensive scoring at just under 29 points per game. Their defense ranks fourth in the NFL, only allowing 18.7 points per game. They are 7-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Who is this contender? Well, just based on the silhouette that I see that our producer, Mr. Dan Miller, put up here, it looks a like, like a bird Eagles. to me. Which bird would that be? Yes, yeah, obviously the best record in the NFL right now, belonging to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I tell you what, 7-1, to one, I, I'd consider it. 
Yeah, I'd consider it too. You know what? I'd really love to consider it more if they were in the AFC as opposed to the NFC. If you look at the the teams outside of the Kansas City Chiefs who's been, who've been there and done that back-to-back Super Bowls for the Chiefs, everybody else, really, there's you don't have any – it's not a, a runaway when it comes to teams that have a team like Kansas City outside of that. Tennessee, banged up, Baltimore, Cincinnati, those aren't teams you're going to trust. Patriots, yeah, Bill Belichick's done a great job, but you're going to go in with a rookie quarterback. I'd love their chances for Arizona if they were in the other conference, but sitting in a conference where you've got not only Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but also the Green Bay Packers sitting there, and you may have to, we'll see how this plays out over the next few weeks, but the Packers do have the tiebreaker on the Arizona Cardinals if they end up tied, and is the Arizona Cardinals, is this the Dome team that would feel comfortable to have to go to in January to have to go to Lambeau Field and compete in the playoffs? Even if they're playing at home, we've already seen Green Bay go in there short handed and be able to beat the Arizona Cardinals I think it's they've had a tremendous season and what they're looking like getting into the playoffs they're going to be on a roll here they're I think in my mind they win on Monday night and they they pretty much magic zero for to win the NFC West would fall to one but different animal when you get into the playoffs and this is where the lack of experience especially for young coach young quarterback there this is not a team that I can trust to say even if they have home field advantage you're gonna have to play either Tom Brady and or maybe even having to see both Brady and Rodgers come into your stadium have to get through that gauntlet to get to the Super Bowl I think it's too tall in order I'd consider it but I'm definitely not gonna book it what I like about them is they're a very well-rounded team and we talked about that in our description there they're very good on offense they're very good on defense as well And I think that was kind of a nice break for both DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, uh, a three-week break in which they went two and one. So a a very strong situation for Arizona there. But I think you make a great point that Green Bay does own the tiebreaker with the Cardinals. So we will see. All right, let's move to team number two here. They are now in first place in their division by a game and a half. And they're also the number one seed in the AFC conference, really starting to emerge as a dark horse to upset some teams in the playoffs. At the start of the season, they were not even the favorite to win their division at plus 350. Their season win total was set at 9.5. They are now minus 275 to win the division with an adjusted season win total at 11.5. They are 7-1 to one to win this year's Super Bowl. Who is this contender? That would be uh, Bill Belichick, the coach of the year for 2021. Yes, Bill Belichick indeed. led. New England Patriots, hopefully so. Uh, thinking about the Patriots right now, a tremendous job of where they're going, the momentum that they have right now, the confidence that the team is playing with. And they're a team that will – they'll play to their teams. They'll take away their opponent's strengths, play to their weaknesses, and the game plan uh, – they'll, they'll – They'll be able to adapt to whatever the game plan needs to be for said particular week. We saw that on Monday night where they're only going to throw the football three times based on the weather and, in my sense, too, really just being able to run the ball and pound the ball continuously at the Buffalo Bills. But then we're getting into the playoffs, and you've got a rookie quarterback that's going to have to make some throws. You're not going to be able to go and win games in January, even though we know you're going to see ugly weather, particularly if they do have home field advantage. You're playing up in New England. You're still going to have a rookie quarterback back there that's going to have to make more than three throws in a game in adverse weather, and I think that's where the Patriots will end up falling short. So, I, I mean, definitely can consider it, especially I'm not one to want to bet against Bill Belichick, especially as dialed in as he's become over the last two months with this football team right now up in New England. Consider it, but not going to want to book it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to drop it because it is Belichick, and he's done a marvelous job this year. But uh, I'm with you. We've seen this team lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers already. We've seen them get crushed by the New Orleans Saints when they were fully healthy, lost to the Dallas Cowboys in a thriller. So we've seen them lose to some good teams. Uh, I think I'm on the same page there with you with the Patriots at 7-1. to one. We're also on the same page. You've got a ticket on Belichick to win Coach of the Year, and I have the Patriots to win the AFC at 22-1. to one. So certainly good positions from that perspective. All right, team number three here. They are second. Well, no, they are first in their division. They have regained, really, their identity from years past and look to return to the big game, the Super Bowl, for the third year in a row. To start their season, they were anywhere from minus 300 to minus 400 to win their division with a season win total at 12 and a half. Now they've come off of that a little bit at minus 200 to win the division and an adjusted season win total at 11 and a half. They are plus 650 to win this year's Super Bowl. Who is this contender? That'd be Kansas City Chiefs making it a, th- a three-peat to get back there as represented the AFC uh, for the AFC championship. 
that that'd be really something. Three straight yeah. Super Bowls, and that was one right. of the reasons I really, when we came out with our football betting guide at the beginning of the year, I said bet under their season win total. If you looked at their first six or seven games, it was a really tough schedule in the front half of the year, and I felt to go to a Super Bowl or to to climb that mountain for a third year in a row, a lot was going against this team, and we really saw that play out. Now, as the graphic here states, they are starting to catch their stride here as we get into week 14. They've won five in a row. Um, But, you know, James, I just don't understand why this team is basically a favorite to win the Super Bowl. I'm not on that page. No, I'm not on the I'm not on that page to win the Super Bowl. Now I could get with if we were talking about winning the conference, winning the AFC, been there, done that, and you have Patrick Mahomes and and this is the team that can be versatile on offense. When they decide to catch the ball, I think that's the been the biggest issue for this team is dropping the football from Patrick Mahomes and he's feeling like he's gotta be perfect throwing darts for these guys to stick it right into their numbers. But aside from that, having been there and done that, we're seeing the defense getting better and better each week, trying to figure things out. They figured it out, especially how to be very aggressive in that secondary and doing a good job tackling in space here. And I just don't see any any other teams within the AFC that I would be fearful of whether Kansas City is playing wherever they go play on the road, most likely. And they may potentially have home field advantage, too. We, we'll see how that plays out. But right now, yeah, as far as winning the conference, Kansas City would be my front runner for sure. I'd be looking to book that, play, book that bet to win the AFC, but not to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, and I, I don't know if I would even consider it. I, I mean, you look at all the contenders. We've talked about the Patriots. We've talked about the Arizona Cardinals. You mentioned the Green Bay Packers. I, I'd probably prefer all of those teams over the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, the last team to get to here, uh, they are looking like a shoe-in to win their division at this point. Uh, to start the season, they were minus 200 to win their division with a season win total set at 12. They are now minus 10,000 to win their division as they have gotten out to a big lead. Their adjusted season win total at 12 and a half, and that is juiced to the over at minus 250. Their offense ranks first in scoring at over 31 points per game. Their defense in the middle of the pack at 16th in the NFL, allowing 22 and a half points per game. They are a favorite to win the Super Bowl and repeat at plus 550. I've already booked them at 7-1, to one, so let's just call it book it for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go back-to-back. Back. I'm not getting in front of Tom Brady. This is when they start to get dialed in, and their schedule is really, after the Bills game against, uh, that's the toughest game on their schedule remaining uh, for these last handful of games for the Buccaneers is the Buffalo Bills. Outside of that, and it's going to be a battle with Green Bay. It's looking like it's going to be Green Bay, in my mind, against Tampa Bay, again, to represent the NFC, and the Buccaneers right now, when you have Tom Brady on that side, as they're going to pick up and step up their play, their defense is starting to get healthier in the secondary as well. So they're they're starting to find their stride, and they're starting to run the football too. Their offensive line's tremendous. I'm going to book it. I've already booked it, so I'll say book it when it comes to the Buccaneers to repeat as Super Bowl champs. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think it does uh, right now the way it looks come down to the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have a ticket on Tampa Bay as well. Now I have a ticket on them to win the conference, not to win the Super Bowl. And I think at the very least, James, at this point, the way I handicap it, they'll at least get there. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl, but you ought to have a good position to be in there with a ticket at 7-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. The VEASAN Bowl betting guide will be released on Monday with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The guide drops on Monday. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99. VEASAN.com The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vsin.com for you to keep up with the key NFL prop bets. Head to vsin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game right now at vsin.com slash NFL. NFL indeed is what we're talking here on the Pro Football Blitz week 14 in the National Football League. And we've made our way to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Jacksonville was drummed last week in Los Angeles. 37-7 your final in a game, James, they, they did not score for three out of the four quarters of the game. They were more than doubled up in total yards. The Rams had over 400 yards gained on offense. The uh, the Jaguars had less than 200 in that contest. And at 2-10, and 10, they will visit Nashville, Tennessee, to take on the first-place Titans in the AFC South Division. Tennessee had won six straight before dropping two in a row and then heading into their bye week. I made this number 11 in favor of the Titans at home, and that is where it opened. But Jacksonville saw the money immediately. It has gotten as low as eight or eight and a half in favor of Tennessee. Currently, Titans minus eight and a half is the consensus number with a total of 43 and a half. Are you taking a stab in any way with this one, James? I haven't, but if I was, it would be Tennessee only right now. And you mentioned Tennessee coming off their bye week. Man, this team's been beat up. They were they were having a great first half of the season when everybody was in place and healthy. You think about A.J. Brown at the receiver position, Julio Jones, and obviously Derrick Henry as well as their def- the defensive side, and they've suffered so many injuries. They, they have 17 players still on injured reserve. They're going to miss three more starters tomorrow on the defensive side in this matchup. Julio Jones will probably come back and play in this game. So maybe a little help coming out of the break, a little health coming out of there as far as Julio Jones being able to at least give Tannehill somebody else to throw the football to out there. A.J. Brown is still going to be absent from this matchup, but this would be more so not a play on the Tennessee Titans, and that's a big number, and I probably won't lay that, but uh, this is really would be a play and a bet against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You mentioned their struggles to score. It's been a, it's been an issue all season long, and I think that was the expectation coming in. You got the rookie quarterback there with with Lawrence, but it was a bad football team. That's where we're one in fifteen last year, and then you had a whole makeover. Not only a lot of roster moves, but a whole coaching staff to come in and. Urban Meyer not really getting along, apparently, with not only coaches and as well as some of the current players on this team. So there were a lot of reports that surfaced this week uh, that came out as far as Urban Meyer. He got into it, apparently, all alleged, but apparently he got into it with Marvin Jones, one of the few veteran players on this team. Uh, Marvin Jones, wide receiver for the Jaguars, got into it. Jones left the facility. Players had to go beg him to come back. So issues with the team as far as players are concerned, then apparently allegedly Myers was in a staffing meeting with his some of his assistant coaches and called called some of them a bunch of losers. What have you ever won? Well, I guess for the Jaguars, what have you won this year, Urban? Because it's not happening out there on the field. I just feel like there's so much dysfunction 
going on right now off the field, in the locker room, in the coaches' meetings, you name it, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. How does that translate and play out here, having to go now on the road to play Tennessee? Tennessee's still fighting for the division, so they got plenty to play for here to the Titans. That's why, again, I said it's sitting there at 8.5, haven't gotten involved yet, but there would only be one play if I do, and it's the Tennessee side. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you, James. I almost went to the Tennessee side here, and I saw those reports about Urban Meyer and the friction there in the locker room and the offices with the coaches, the players, what have you. And I I just eventually could not get there with Tennessee. Sometimes those situations are overblown and it affects a point spread. And, 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 you know, everybody kind of gets on that one side. Oh, we're hearing all these reports out of Jacksonville. It's a mess down there. So let's bet Tennessee, which I think is probably the right way to go. But Sometimes I don't like to react to those type of things either. So I ultimately did not get there with Tennessee. Part of my preseason assessment with this team included the fact that they were plus 11 in turnover differential last season. And I felt that would regress. And absolutely it has. In their last two losses, Tennessee is minus 9 in turnovers. And they're now minus 7 in turnover differential for the season. Jacksonville, by the way, Minus 15 in turnover differential for the season. The good news, James, about the Titans, head coach Mike Vrabel, 6-1 and one straight up and 5-1-1 one and one against the spread when he is off back-to-back losses. Tennessee also on a run currently of 4-0-1 oh, against the spread when they were coming off of a bye. So I think there's a lot of things that say, and we even look back at last week's game against the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, this just may be a mail-in situation for Jacksonville. Yeah, where the, the players are going to be playing for themselves right now. They're playing for jobs. They're really auditioning. What is this going to look like? Am I going to be on this roster either here in in Jacksonville next year in 22 or maybe somebody, another team and seeing how I perform? So I think you're going to see players individually playing hard, but you know, when you have so many distractions going on during the week, so many of these games are won and lost when it comes to the week of preparation rolling up to that Sunday. And I don't know what the preparation, it doesn't look like the Jaguars have been very prepared, obviously, the entire season. And now you're going to go into this game. It is a divisional game for the Titans. This isn't a team where the Titans are in any position to be looking ahead and looking past down to what they have on deck next week. This is a game they have to have coming back out of this bye. Yeah, they didn't get very healthy coming out of the bye. Julio Jones will help somewhat offensively but man Jacksonville's just a complete wreck right now so it's got to be Titans or nothing good division tilt in the AFC North and aren't they all we talked about this the AFC North just really a good division to watch week in and week out the Baltimore Ravens at eight and four they're in first place and they will visit the Cleveland Browns who are off of a bye and in last place at 500 at six and six the Brownies they are not out of the playoff picture yet however they are currently tied with the Las Vegas Raiders in the 11 hole. Uh, the Browns were just in Baltimore two weeks ago. They lost 16-10 to 10 as three-and-a-half-point underdogs in that one. They are the favorite here at home. They opened up as two-point favorites. They were bet up to two-and-a-half, even three-point favorites in a lot of stores at this point. I made the game pick them, James. My deeper number crunches came to Ravens minus one and a half, and then also another set of numbers spit it out at pick them. Now, it's another very intriguing AFC North matchup, as I mentioned, and we saw this one again just two weeks ago. Are you getting involved in the rematch? I don't know. I, I was leaning initially when it came out, thinking about the Browns coming off the bye. Are they going to get and reestablish the run game that we've seen? And that was their identity. And they got away from the run game in that game two weeks ago against the Baltimore Ravens. And it wasn't like they were down and they got behind earlier, a big deficit, anything like that. But it wasn't a game where they really, and we know Baltimore, they, they stacked the box and they dared the Browns to run the football at them. And they did not. They really relied on Baker Mayfield to make some plays down. Down the, down the field throwing the football, but he's been beat up so much. How much? Maybe the bye helps Baker Mayfield. The shoulder's not going to heal when it comes to the torn ligament in his non-throwing shoulder, but a lot of other injuries that he was having to deal with. Maybe the bye was helpful for Baker Mayfield in that sense, but thinking about the Ravens right now, talk about a team that's been beat up. They've been beat up, we know that, all season long. Uh, they've got the most players on injured reserve. They lost a few more players last week. Their secondary is a complete wreck right now when it comes to injuries, and for 
the Ravens, too. It's been a really challenging season all all year long. You think about every single game just feels like it's these high-level, down-to-the-last-second type of games, overtime games, and this for, in this particular matchup going back out on the road now for the fourth time in five weeks. i got to feel like this Ravens team, is as hard as they've been playing and rallying around each other with all the injuries and adversity they've had to suffer – Man, do they have it in them again to bring it for the fourth again in fourth time in five weeks to have to go back out there on the road? I just don't know. And Lamar Jackson not playing very well. You know, he didn't play well in that Cleveland Brown matchup, throwing four interceptions. Cleveland couldn't take advantage of it. But I guess my only concern on the Cleveland side, I was wanting to get involved, but I didn't, was because of where they're at offensively. Think about as many jumbo formations they like to put out there. We know Jack Conklin at the right tackle position. He's gone for the season. He was hurt in that game against the Ravens. And then they're two tight ends. They like to sometimes run three tight ends, but they're two starting tight ends for the most part when it comes to their run game. And Joku, as as well as Harrison Bryant, are not going to be playing in this matchup. I think that's a big loss, not only at the tackle position, but having your top two tight ends to be able to have some play-action pass to throw the football to, as well as the in the be physical in the run game. Yeah, I don't know where this game goes. Maybe it's the under here would be the only play for me, but as of now, Brady, no bet. Baker Mayfield just 1-5 straight up and 2-4 and four against the spread against Baltimore. He's been an underdog in every one of those games, yet here he is the favorite. Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski, 0-3 oh straight up and against the spread versus Baltimore. In their last three games, Cleveland has scored 7, 13, and 10 points. They've scored 17 or fewer points in seven of their last nine games. And here's an interesting one for you, James. Teams with a 500 record exactly playing in their 13th game that made the playoffs last season, that would be the Browns. They're 18-3 and three, straight up and against the spread when seeking revenge. Very interesting. We've got some more notes on this game to go over. A very interesting game in the AFC North, like I say, aren't they all? But we've got an interesting segment coming up. Our favorite one of the day, Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson reveal the consensus plays for the Circa Contest. Coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.